Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Wendy Williams hostess with the most is Michael Munoz, and welcome to the brand new In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Yes, welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your host, is Michael Munoz, but you can just call me yours. (laughs) Trust me, folks, the jokes don't get much better than that. But I really need to take a quick moment and give a huge shout out to my sister from another Mr. Justin Quackenbush, whose crazy creative mind helped me put together my new logo and my new theme song. What do you think, y'all? Do you love it? Listen, the email is the same. It's in yo mouth nyc at gmail.com. Write in, tell me how much you love it. And if you hate it, you can feel free to write me at the Bianca Del Rio on Instagram. <laughs> No, but seriously, big props go out to Justin Quackenbush. Yes, he's amazing. And yes, his last name is Quackenbush. Yeah. Now on to the important stuff. Did you know today is September 4th and it is National Macadamia Nut Day. So happy National Macadamia Nut Day, y'all. <laughs> Can I have a Jerry Seinfeld moment? Why Why? Can someone tell me why do we need a national holiday for every last food item out there? When did this start? Why is this a thing? And why are are the macadamia nuts being being left out? Like, are they feeling like they're being left out? So they're like, we need a day too. It's kind of like the straight pride parade, right? I don't know. Tell me what you think. If you have an idea about why we need a food holiday every day, uh, feel free to write me on Instagram at in your mouth pod or tweet me at in your mouth pod. It's all the same. I don't I don't know why, but you know what? A squirrel sometimes needs a nut, and so today we're going to celebrate macadamia nuts. So happy macadamia nuts, y'all! And if you have an allergy, stay far far away. I also wanted to let you know that. 
Today in gay history, in 1957, the Wolfenden Report is published in England. The committee recommends that homosexual behavior between consenting adults in private should no longer be a criminal offense. Why was it a criminal offense to begin with? But that's another story for another time. The committee also recommends that the age of consent for sexual acts between men be set at 21, in contrast to 16 for heterosexual and lesbian sex. Now, wait a minute. Why was lesbian sex okay, but not homosexual like gay sex okay? I don't know. It's not 1957, but we're glad that the Wolf and Den report was published. And this is going to be a new thing. I think it's important for us as LGBTQIA and straight people to know our history, to know the struggle, to know where we came from. Because if we know where we came from, we can see where we're going. I'm really excited to be here, folks. I am back in the Times Square studio. For those of you that don't know, the Times Square studio is this fabulous 120 square foot paradise of of mine. And, uh, you know, sometimes you'll hear a siren, but don't you fret. If you hear a siren, they're not coming after my stash. And if you hear a horn, they're most likely honking for this bootay. I'm super excited, though, to be back um, on this solo adventure with a brand new In Yo Mouth. Big shout out goes out to Marie Cecile Anderson, my former podcast host. I know you're out there killing it in the game. If you haven't, if you miss her, go follow her on uh, the Reformed Whores. They're amazing. Uh, comedy duo, a folk pop comedy country duo. They're really, really killing it in the game. And they have a fabulous feminist podcast called Difficult Women. Big shout out to them. I miss you terribly, girl, but here I am just solo, you know, sitting up in here, you know, like Brandy. Remember Brandy and that and that song? You know what I'm you know what I'm talking about. Just just sitting up in here. Just all alone talking to you. It's it's a really, really weird experience. And for those of you that don't podcast and just listen, to sit in a room alone talking into the void is a really new and interesting experience. I'm not going to lie. This is probably about hour four and the hundredth time I've tried recording this because it's kind of it's kind of interesting trying to navigate my way through this solo adventure. And it's it's really exciting and very, very scary. Um, even as a performer, I've been performing most of my life, but just to sit here solo and, and you know, jump off the ledge into this new adventure is not only interesting, but exciting. And, and everything, everything I've almost ever wanted, not almost, but definitely ever wanted, uh, a while ago, I wanted, I went on a quest to find out how I could become a, a, a radio personality. And I kind of let that dream go for a little while. And lo and behold, now that I'm thinking about it here, a first time live on air, this, this, I made this reality come true. And now I'm, now I'm a little bit of a radio personality. So, hey, y'all. Yes, hi, it's me. No, but this is kind of today's topic that I want to talk about. Um, kind of going solo, and and I know Marie and I a long time ago uh, talked about like traveling solo and going out solo. But what is it really to do things on your own? How often do you give yourself that self care moment, or even allow yourself to uh, 
digest. Mm, Yes, metaphor. How often do you allow yourself and give yourself time to digest? Yes, bringing it back around to the making a food analogy here. But no, think about it, folks. Do you do you allow yourself uh, to to take time for yourself, or are you always on the go? I know, living and growing up in this big city, it's always go, go, go. Got to be here. Got to do this. Gonna grab a, a slice and and keep it moving. Got to pump to the next place. Got to get the pod done. Got to get my article written. Got to go do this. And and do you take time for yourself? Uh, you know. Let's bring it back around to digestion. You know, digestion time varies uh, between individuals, you know, according to the Mayo Clinic, and between men and women. After you eat, it takes about six to eight hours for food to pass through your stomach and small intestine. Isn't that interesting? We could learn a lot from the body and and going down this road and taking and probably even beating a a dead horse here. But we can learn a lot from the body. If the body, as you're running around and as you're trying to get everything done and as you're rise and grinding, hashtag rise and grind, or as you're just living your daily life, or maybe even for those of you going through something, maybe a little bit of depression, maybe you're just out of a relationship and you're and you don't want to get into get out of bed. That's kind of energy sucking. But how how often Right? Are we letting ourselves just take time for ourselves? Do you do you go out to eat alone ever? Do you do you stop and put your phone down while eating lunch and stop answering those work emails? Even if you're eating because I know a lot of us power through work and you know, order that Thai food and have our pad Thai while we're writing emails and answering. But do we honestly take time to put our phones down, put the Instagram down, put the Twitter down and, and have a moment of, you know, maybe not, you don't even have to go that deep with it, but like self-reflection, just give our times to give ourselves time to be with ourselves and do for ourselves. And that self-care moment, AKA allowing ourselves to digest our body, our body on the inside is taking eight hours to to digest a sandwich that grilled cheese that that lobster mac and cheese that I'm talking a lot about cheese and I don't even eat that <laughs> cheese cuz lord knows that's a whole nother story but i mean if our body is taking this this amount of time just for one meal how how much time are we taking during that one meal to be with ourselves and and just just sit and be and not do anything. That's 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 really interesting. I feel like a pivotal moment, a, a, a pivotal moment, yeah, a pivotal moment, um, <laughs> a pivotal moment in my life uh, and a solo excursion that really, really changed my life is the first time I did the AIDS ride. For those of you that don't know, the AIDS ride is a charity ride that takes three days. That at least the one in New York. Um, it's a charity ride that uh, is just over 300 miles. The first time I did it was from Gettysburg to New York City. And yes, you ride a bike. And yes, it's over 100 miles a day. And it's exhausting. 
And so I go out on this ride, and yes, it's a group thing, and it's not necessarily a solo thing, and you're doing it for a greater cause because you you raise money for the AIDS services, the AIDS health care services for the LGBT center here in uh, NYC. And it's it was really interesting. I set out on my bike, and you get up really early in the morning. It's like 5 o'clock, and... You know, they, they give you a pep talk and they give you the, the route map and, and you're off. And about every 18 to 20 some odd miles, there are these oases that you, that you kind of ride through and you check in. They make you check in to make sure you're alive and not dying and doing well. And they, there's, if you need to go to the bathroom and there's water, you get the idea. But me being me, I would just ride through because in my mind, if I stopped, I would never finish. And... I want. I came to ride. I raised. I raised the first year something like sixty-two hundred dollars for the cause, and I came to ride. I was going to finish, which in turn put me way ahead of the group. And not that they kind of track you, or it's not about numbers. It's not a race, but I. W- I found myself alone because I was really fast because I was riding through these oases, which in turn meant that I spent a lot of time alone on the road. And these back roads in Pennsylvania, riding through Amish country, your mind plays a lot of tricks on you. You go, there There were times I went to a really, really dark place and I found myself getting really angry on the road and I would have to stop and kind of self-reflect about what, what, what am I doing? Why am I so angry? What what is this about? Where is this feeling coming from? And like pushing through, and then remembering why I was doing the ride. Or at one time, at one point <laughs> on day two, this is the most ridiculous part of it all. Is that on day two, somewhere in my mind, I thought it was like a hundred and four miles. I I misheard. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't have my coffee that morning, and so I hit the hundred mile mark because there's markers that they put up on the roads. And I was like, yeah, not, not so bad. I'm almost there. I'm doing good. And P.S., by the way, it rained the first day. It really rained the second day and it downpoured the third day. And I was riding on an actor's budget, meaning that I was wearing Converse and hand-me-down biking clothes. So my ass was chafed. I am freezing. It is the end of September. So it was cold. You get the idea. So I, I hit the 100-mile mark and I'm going and all of a sudden, I find myself really, really angry because my speed, uh, my mile tracker on my bike was telling me I'm at 110 miles and nothing. Yes, honk for 110 miles. And, and so I go and I hit the hotel and the ride, the volunteers are there like, yeah, you made it. And I was just so angry. I was like, who did this? You all lied to me. They're like, all you have to do is get up all, uh, to the over this hill to the end and you're there and I get off the bike and I'm angry and then I start crying and then hypothermia starts to set in and I'll never forget it these two beautiful lesbian women pick me up off my bike and carry me to my room and get me naked and throw me into a bath of hot water and here I'm crying and it's just this range of emotion that came out about like not not even like kind of a self-imposed forced kind of self-being and and being alone and having that quiet time because we weren't allowed to wear headphones and listen to music and you're on a bike so you can't be on Instagram or anything it was just you and the open road and 
and and your thoughts and the mind plays crazy crazy tricks and it it was scary and beautiful and and everything all at once it it really 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 changed changed my life it it changed my life and on day three i'll never forget the view coming up over this hill in new jersey in jersey city somewhere we were and it's the first sight of the city that you get to see and it's like i made it i did it and and all of these thoughts and and whatnot and all of it was worth it and you know just learning about yourself and once again you don't even have to go that deep into it it's i mean it's lunch and you're having you're having pad thai or something but just taking that quiet moment and and not being afraid to do that you know what i mean out there folks are you are, are you are you listening and and I'm, I'm sure maybe you're probably thinking if you've made it this far into the pod. Well, when am I supposed to do that? If, I, if I'm listening to you, bitch, oh, please don't turn me off. I promise this pod, this first pod isn't going to be very long. You can do that afterwards. You know, take a moment to self-reflect on these words. I'm, feel, I'm giving you all my, I'm living my Delilah fantasy over here. For those of you that don't know Delilah, Google her. She's a very, very famous radio personality that gives you like late night advice about all sorts of things and then she'll play a song for you maybe that's a new thing for the for the new in your mouth write in write in tweet in in, uh, slide into my dms with your food questions your your love questions any questions and you know i'll put that in my mouth and spit it back out at you like late nights in your mouth with with munoz you know and i'm more of a swallower than a spitter but uh, for, for you i I will make this happen just so I can live my Delilah fantasies. Yes, Delilah. But really, I mean, this is what's scary about being alone in this room. Just me, me, and a microphone living my brandy dreams. Um, it's, it's, it's scary. It's scary. It's scary and exciting and all these thoughts and all these feelings have come up and and it's a passion. It's a passion. I found myself a couple days ago fighting, fighting uh, my, my, my mind once again because I, you know, I sat alone with myself just fighting my mind being like, oh, there's going to be a lot of work and do you really want to do this? You had such a great thing going with Marie and that's gone and, and, and not that I couldn't do this by myself, but it was like, what what does this look like in looking into the scary, scary future? And I think just as a growing up as a gay man, and I think you all can relate, those of you who are LGBTQIA questioning, you know, all of that thing out there, or if you ever had this moment in your life of, it's scary, like the unknown is scary, and coming out was scary, and 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 we as gay people i think i think venturing out and and doing into the unknown i think it's a forte for us but at the same time there's that little thing in the back of our minds that are going to be like oh uh, are you going to get rejected uh, what what is this going to look like for you what what is going to be the response here and it's uh, and that's really interesting now that i think of it i i did musical theater for Ever. I've been performing forever. Rejection has been a large part of my life. Not that you're all going to reject me, but it's 
it's like why why are you afraid of it? Because you, it's it's been a thing, and you've and you've dealt with those emotions. You've dealt with that, and you've kept a, kept on trucking. This kind of reminds me of that time that I got rid of the dating apps, the quote unquote dating apps, and yes, you know, like being in being. It's 2019, I mean. Sometimes I feel like we're, we're forced into these online dating hookup situation because if you're not on them, you go out to the bars and, and you find that people, people are still on the apps, even at the bars. And that's where I was going with this, that one day I decided, fuck these apps, fuck Tinder, fuck Grindr, fuck them all. Uh, I... I got rid of them and I said, I'm going to go back to the way I used to meet people. I'm going to go out. I'm going to be at the bars. I'm going to, and I did this whole experiment and I just found it really interesting to find that I'd go out to the bars and people would be, people would just be on, be on the apps. And still to this day, people are still on the apps at the bars. And what is it? What is that fear of being alone at the bar that you couldn't put down your phone is that is that just a a thing for our community or or does that expand out further into the straight community i don't go out to a lot of the straight bars or, or anything like that but what is that fear and why why has the world changed so much that we can't we can't be in these spaces and be alone in these spaces and and meet each other and be with each other. And it doesn't have to be all about always like hooking up or, oh, I'm so Ariana Grande into you and that. Why can't we just talk and, and, and be together as a community, as people, as men, as gay men, as lesbian women, as trans people and, and be together in these spaces alone? Yes, because I have no problem going out to a bar alone and sitting there and putting my phone down and and just talking to the bartender or talking to the bouncers or talking to who's next to me. But I, I find that I find that even when I try to talk to somebody who's sitting alone at the bar, I get shut down immediately. Great story that I've told on this part before. Um, and I want to remind you all of it. Michael Munoz has no game. I have no swag. Um, I am. I may be Puerto Rican from. I may uh, from New York, like true, true New Yorkian here. But uh, the the game jeans, the the swag jeans. I don't know. They got they got lost with the with that pair of socks in in the in the wash, honey. You know, to know me is to love me. I am all comedy and and slapstick. So. So I'm at this bar called the Eagle. It's it's the gay leather bar here, and it's jockstrap night, and I'm I'm looking cute and feeling cute up in this bar, and I'm alone, alone, because I I'm good, you know. I'm having my beer back against the bar, you know, uh, elbows on the bar, just feeling cute, feeling my oats, and you know, living this fantasy. And this cute boy comes up next to me to order a beer. And here I am thinking I'm going to be, I'm going to be funny, cute, so on and so forth. And he gets his beer and he turns toward me. And this was my pickup line, as if this was like a new concept to me. And I go, oh my God, did you know that drinking while pregnant can cause severe birth defects? Like, what? (laughs) 
he looks at me, he looks me up and down and goes, charming. To which I fell out. I thought it was the funniest thing that A, I thought it was, it was just me being stupid. And then his response just kind of gave air to the stupidity of the whole situation and that he wasn't having it. But um, so I fell out and he walked away and it's his loss for sure. But what is this? What is this thing of like, you know, not being able to be alone, not not being able to relate, not being able to just be with ourselves and and be in a space with with other people being themselves. What is that? Put that in your mouth. Why don't you take a good six to eight hours to digest that, honeys. Yes. Yes. How are you feeling about this? Yes, I know this is supposed to be a food podcast. Yes. Yes, we're going to get into that. I'm really excited to show you what's coming in in the future. But right now, I think I should take a break from all this digestion, my living my Delilah fantasies, talking about like going out alone and being out alone to bring you my favorite part and your favorite part of the pod, food news update. Food news. Uh. Food news. Ooh, honey, you ain't ready. Food news update. Girl, spill the tea. News update. Kale candy canes will change everything you knew about the holiday treat. What in Gale is happening? And Delish.com. Where do you even find these things? Um, thanks, Delish. Uh, I love you so much just for this. So Archie McPhee has been making us question everything we knew about candy canes for years now, according to Delish.com. Remember when it introduced pickle-flavored candy canes? No, no, I don't. Or how about the mac and cheese ones? Ew. Or even those rotisserie chicken candy canes. Oh, I don't... Folks, I don't know what's happening here. Hold on. Um, so apparently Archie McPhee is uh, this store in Seattle. I'm on their website. For more than 30 years, Archie McPhee has been bringing strange and amazing things to the world. We design and manufacture the kinds of impractical items that make life better. Wow. Thanks, Archie McPhee. They make really, really weird things. Look, the police are coming. Um, (laughs) So apparently, Archie McPhee has released three new flavors of candy cane. Kale, ham, and pizza. Yes, you heard that right. Kale, ham, and pizza. Wow. The brand even jokes that it gives you the flavor of kale with none of the dietary benefits. Yay. No more pesky holiday flavors to worry about. Just the bitter grassiness of your favorite vegetable. Talk about a superfood. Kale is not only very nutritious, but also incredibly delicious. I want to know when is it an appropriate time to either eat or give someone a kale candy cane vegan vegan friends out there is this something you want in your stocking i i'm now i'm curious now i'm curious and now you know what this this kind of we have come full circle here is there a national kale day and when is that maybe that's the day to give somebody a kale 
candy cane. There has to be a na- there's obviously a National Pizza Day, and I wonder if Polly G would would be interested in pizza candy canes. Probably not, knowing him. Archie McPhee, I'm curious. I think I need you to send me all of these candy canes for a live rate and review on the pod. Uh, For those of you who are candy cane aficionados, why don't you put those in your mouth? And if you get your hands on them before I do, let me know. KFC is testing vegan fried chicken using Beyond Meat. A trial run in Atlanta will mark the first use of Beyond's chicken alternative at a major fast food chain. I don't actually think this is a bad idea. You know, Burger King is using the Impossible Burger, so it kind of makes sense that KFC is giving you Beyond Fried Chicken. According to ViceMunchies.com, KFC announced last week that it will be testing fried chicken-like nuggets using a Beyond Meat product. The limited test will roll out at an Atlanta KFC. The Beyond Fried Chicken will be available as both plant-based nuggets and boneless wings, with items ranging in price from $1.99 to $12. All right, all right, I'm not mad at you, KFC. And plus, with the dawn of this whole Popeye's fried chicken, hashtag Chick-fil-A, which one is better? Um, P.S. The Amazon is on fire. Why are we fighting over chicken sandwiches? But that's another story for another time because this is a food podcast and we're trying to keep it light. But no, seriously, folks, the Amazon is on fire. But back to KFC. Um, (laughs) I actually don't think this is terrible i big props because the vegan vegan lives matter too y'all vegan lives matter too and for those people on a budget who want to eat vegan not that this is healthy but because it's deep fried but you know what kfc is i think this is a good move in joining the game you know trying to keep up with the trend and and you know who knows maybe next next year we're gonna uh, everyone's gonna be into gastronomy and and they're gonna do like nitroglycerin frozen chicken pops or or something like that i don't know but kudos to you and vegans out there let me know how they are because i don't think i'm going anytime soon to try a beyond meat fried chicken um unless you want to send unless you want to send me some because if y'all didn't know, Popeye sent a, a plane full of those fried chicken sandwiches to Diplo recently. We're not going to talk about it, because why? The Amazon is on fire. People are mocking Cadbury for attempting to end racism with their new chocolate bar. Oh, God, guys. Cadbury, what in gay hell are you doing? For those of you that didn't know, um, around August 22nd, apparently Cadbury released the Unity Bar in India for Independence Day uh, as a way to celebrate and shed a light on diversity. Seemingly a good thing. All right, Cadbury, I'm with you so far. The The bar is basically four different chocolate bars in one and moves in a gradient from dark chocolate to blended chocolate to milk chocolate to white. Oh, God, guys. Uh, there's no longer a need to buy various chocolate bars. All right. It was, 
it, it was made to represent a rainbow of brown, a giant bouquet of mother tongues, a churring confluence of cultures. Wow. Uh, according to Design Taxi. India is a diverse country with people of different castes, creed, languages, regions, religions. Everyone living together, but not always with love, Ogilvy in, uh, according to Ogilvy India. This is all via Delish.com. Thank you, Delish, uh, who created the ad. Uh, Cadbury Dairy Milk, which is loved by everyone, wanted to send a powerful message of unity. As for the chocolate read, sweet things happen when we unite. All right, seemingly good, seemingly good. Right? This was a huge campaign that Cadbury launched. You should see this, uh, this chocolate bar. It's six pieces of dark chocolate, six pieces of milk chocolate, six pieces of caramel chocolate, and six pieces of white chocolate. But of course, the internet had a meltdown because this is a problem. This is a lot like that Pepsi commercial with, uh, what was her bucket? Uh, Jenner, Kylie Jenner, one of the Kardashians. You know, that girl. <laughs> so the internet had a meltdown. Um, like, Twitter went wild. If only at some point in the past 72 years someone had thought to launch a four-in-one chocolate bar, all of India's religious, cultural, caste, and ling- linguistic issues would have gone away. Yikes, guys. Someone also wrote, shoot me into the sun. <laughs> Congratulations to Cadbury for solving racism. Another one which was my uh, favorite. Uh, if, if we're trying to, new, to unite, then why are we all segregated by color, Cadbury? Yikes, guys. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Kudos to Cadbury for, for trying to do something but failing to do so. Oh my God, we can get into a bigger racial discussion, but this is not the time nor the place. We're trying to keep it light. Cadbury, um, I, someone forgot on your end to take their act right pills and and release this this hot mess, and hopefully the internet will soon forget. And with that, I think that's a great end to my first solo food news update. Yes, guys. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, my God. That's annoying. So, anywho, I really want to thank everybody for sticking with us through sticking with us, sticking with me through the hiatus while I got my act together um, once again. I couldn't have pulled it together without a creative mind uh, and sister, Justin Quackenbush. Um, he'll be on the pod soon, for sure, talking uh, talking all things food with me. Um, you know, you ever meet these people, and I'm, I'm really blessed speaking about going out on a limb to meet people and, and foster friendships and, and do things and reflect. And reflecting on, on this specific friendship, there are those people... For uh, for those of you who who are not necessarily um, gifted in a creative sense out there, maybe you're like a math person, or I don't know, good with money, or or I don't know, that's not me. Uh, but there are those people, kind of like Marie and I too. Like you're just on the same page creatively, and Justin is one of those people that I just went to with a grand idea, and he he immediately took took it and ran with it and 
and then said, what about this? And then on top of that, I go, what about this? And, and then this great, I'm obsessed with this theme song. We may even come out with like a full length version and a music video. Who knows? Um, you know, starring Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. I'm about to end that feud, guys, because our sisters need to come together and unite, kind of like Cadbury's Unity Bar. <laughs> Expect great things to come. I'm going to have a slew of brand new co-hosts. I, I, I'm really excited for what's to come for the pod. Uh, I'm, I'm not really trying to in, go into like heavy interviews or anything like that, unless it's somebody like really, really fabulous that needs to be interviewed. I kind of want people to join me and just go down a funny road of co-hosting. Call me, call me the new Kelly Ripa. I'm just going to have. Uh, like a never-ending turnstile of people just coming through on this big gay old food podcast. We're gonna turn, we're gonna turn the homosexual volume up. We're gonna celebrate our queerness. We're gonna talk about food, family, life, love, and the and everything in between to put you know putting that in your mouth once again beating a dead horse i really once again want to thank you for sticking with me it's 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 so it's so exciting so exciting and so and so scary but it's i i'm just i'm just i'm just beaming with joy at this point in my life i I can't wait. There's so much in this, in this big old noggin of mine that can't wait to come out and, and and I just want to I, I just want to show you everything, everything that I have to offer. And with that, I think this is a a great time to say goodbye, say thank you, say once again thanks for sticking with me, and thanks again for listening to in yo mouth.